coming now on a podcast platform you listen to. Now there's an idea. Directed by Michael B. Can you add an explosion noise in there? Yeah, I think maybe I will. Okay, great. Thanks. (laughs) So if you haven't already guessed, this episode is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a bit of an intro. Yeah. Um, We did our best cinema trailer voice. Uh, Because this episode is about the cinema. Whoop, whoop. We went to the cinema today. We did. It was great. First time in a long time. disorienting. I can't, I, I was explaining to you in the car. I couldn't tell if it was the film we watched or the fact that we haven't been in a cinema for eight months. Yeah. But I was, I was really like. <laughs> so we watched Tenet. We watched Tenet. Yeah. I came out <laughs> feeling like I'd been on a cruise ship for a week. It was really weird. It was quite a long film, but I really enjoyed it. I also really enjoyed it, but it was very loud. Whoever, whoever, I don't know how it works. How do they monitor the sound? Do they I'm choose or? Yeah. No idea. Well, it was loud, <laughs> but still oh enjoyable. Yeah. It, for anyone really that hasn't seen it, um, definitely want to see in the cinema rather than at home. Mm. Like first time watch should be in the cinema to get the spectacle. Yeah. But then you'll probably need to watch it about eight more times at home to really... Well, I understand the plot, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, support your local cinema world. <laughs> your um, local chain I think cinema. I understood it. Mm. And yeah. I feel like you know, it closed off quite nicely. Yeah. The story was done. And with no spoilers, hopefully. There were just some scenes where it was like you're trying to sort of rack your Focus head around. On too what, much at, yeah, yeah. But definitely. I, I think it was. It I was understood really well. the plot. But I definitely missed out on a lot of nuances. So mm. watching it again, I think I'll be like, oh my God, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what some people do on YouTube to talk about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Should we shout out Corridor Crew just because we love them so much? Yeah. Go to uh, Corridor, Corridor Crew. <laughs> <laughs> Corridor Crew. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Corridor Crew. Corridor yeah. Crew. Yeah. They, they uh, do like stuntmen, uh, stuntmen CGI React. React. Yeah. CGI React is Animators one of my favorite React. ones. Yeah. yeah. So it's always interesting. Mm. So yeah, this is our cinema special. We're going to talk about what the cinema is, what the cinema could could be, be, and kind of yeah, what we would want from the cinema. Let's start from the bottom up. So let's start with what a cinema is now and how it could be improved in small ways to make it a better experience, and then we'll move on to how to just reinvent the cinema to make it a whole new experience. So, so I did a tiny, tiny bit of research. Did you? Just at the start of... Wow, you yeah, traitor. Literally, as we set up this setup. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I just quickly Googled mm-hmm. Cinema Stats UK. <laughs> That's what you Googled? And I clicked on... You didn't on. ask for a stat, you just... No, I just... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just... Because I thought you know, the most relevant is box... Yeah, you know, people... How many people were going? The admissions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on the very top link... And it says, from a historic high immediately post-war of 1.64 billion in 1946, that's 1.64 billion people went to the cinema in a year in 1946, UK cinema admissions gradually declined to an all-time low of 54 million, which is a massive difference. Yeah. That was in 1984. So since then... It's climbed up to above 150 million and it's basically stayed there since the year 2000. Wow. Yeah. And they've invested tons of money. What was it after the war? 1.6 billion? 1.6 billion in the UK. What? What? Like we're all just massive film buffs. Well, I don't know about that. (laughs) I guess it it was new technology. 
uh, after the Most war, they had... didn't have TVs at home, so yeah, that was like... it was like colour. Mm. Um, also, it's all about innovation, isn't it? Like, making making film available to everybody. Yeah. Like, obviously, there was going to be a massive yeah. boom in that. And TV was dog poop, probably, at the time. <laughs> you know, you had like one channel, and it Wasn't was propaganda. creepy little girl on it as well, because it didn't broadcast all the time, and there was like that, that creepy little... Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. <laughs> was Maybe, it like a screensaver that they put up? Basically, yeah. There's an episode yeah. of Doctor Who where it makes it really, really creepy, but she was okay. pretty creepy anyway. So 150 million a year, roughly tickets sold. Since 2000, they hit about the same amount, apparently. Wow. So, and that, But they've invested, every year they invest more and more money trying to get people yeah. to go to the cinema. You know what they need to do? They need to listen to our ideas. Well, no, they need <laughs> to make popcorn cheaper. Yeah, well... Like, people don't go to the cinema anymore because it's like a 40 quid trip for... Yeah, a family to go but, um, and sit in a, in the dark for two hours. You know, films have got better, technology's got better, the yeah. experience has got better, and that stuff costs money. Yeah. Um, and I imagine all, all the food and tickets. Are you that telling cost me more, that popcorn sales are responsible for Hollywood? Um, they, I, are honestly, they pay the bills of Christopher Nolan? I don't know any more past the stat that I've just read. <laughs> Can you cite your sources, please? So this is cinemauk.org.uk. UK Cinema Association. You can go in there and you can look at every year and find out how many people went to the cinema that year, how wow. many tickets were sold, whether they turned up or not, who knows. That's really interesting. I wonder, uh, probably not, I doubt it takes into account if people go multiple times to see the same thing. It's probably just tickets sold, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, because in a way, if you've, if you've brought a person back, yeah. then you deserve to count that because yeah. Yeah, well, the, I think the film was good, that I good. might have been responsible for half of the ticket sales of Moana when that was released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, didn't you watch Rise of Skywalker a bunch of times too? No, 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 no. No? I watched um, Force Awakens. Oh, Force Awakens, yeah. Force yeah, Awakens, yeah, yeah I, I watched know. that I'll four times. Up. I'm an old man now, so. <laughs> I just love that, that bloody one. bloody Star Trek Wars. <laughs> Star Trek Wars. <laughs> no, Can't Force Awakens I saw four times. In a row. And yeah. I wasn't even that big of a Star Wars fan. I just thought that that film. Yeah, it was, I, I was think like, if the originals didn't exist, then that would have been like. As a standalone whoa. film, it was amazing. Yeah. Are there any films that you've seen multiple times? Or you At the would, cinema? Yeah, if there was a film that was on in the cinema right now that you would see multiple times, what would it be? So, like an old classic? Anything, yeah. Um, I'd see Saving Private Ryan because oh, I wasn't okay. old enough yeah, yeah. to watch that at the cinema. I think that film's really cool. Mm. So. I have not seen that film. Yeah, actually, I think it. war films are always good. Uh, they have a much more of an impact, especially if the sound. Is yeah, good. is it bad that I would pick Amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Which one is that? Which? That's the first Andrew Garfield one. Okay. Can yeah. I justify I, this I by saying that anything that happened in that film? I, I for some reason I just like the soundtrack. I know mm. this is a weird thing to say, but I I was humming the soundtrack after I'd watched it. I really, I think it was James Horner. It was really, yeah. really good. Um, but I watched it for the first time on a tiny little like tablet while I was in bed. Uh, okay. And it was just, oh, well, it moved me to tears. The bit with the cranes, I was like sobbing into my you pillow. You Spider-Man. You got Spider-Man, I believe in you. <laughs> but I just wish, in that moment, I was like, I wish I'd seen this in the cinema because on this tiny little screen, it's just not good enough. Uh, I'm sure there's been loads of films like that for me, but I yeah. can't remember many of them. I know my mum saw The Princess Bride about eight times in the cinema. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird. We'll never know what it was like 
back in the 80s. Yeah. And, oh and, well, God. apparently it wasn't very good because there the was only 40, 54 million people going. Well, yeah. Uh, that's the UK. I don't know if, the, if America was any different. I would definitely have seen Back to the Future multiple times. Yeah. And Lord of well, the Rings. You, uh, you, we watched Karate Kid, didn't we, last night? We did watch Karate Kid last um, night, my first time. I loved it. So, I mean, we're going to talk about what the cinema could be mm-hmm. in the future. Let's go back to the future. No, let's start <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> so uh, first, we're going to talk about kind of what they are now, and what if, uh, tweaks they could make, right? This is what you yeah, wanted to... Yeah, so we've been to a Curzon cinema before. By the way, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Curzon... Curzon. 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 I don't know. Curzon, It's I a silent it. C and a silent Z. Curzon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Curzon cinemas, mm. they are pricey, to be fair, and I've only been maybe three or four times. I know we watched the Avengers Endgame, I yeah. think. Yeah. The screen was quite small, though, wasn't it? The screen was small, and the rooms are small. However, the seats are so unbelievably comfortable and the food and drinks that they offer are really good, and the mm. sound is really good. They do alcohol. Yeah, they, they do alcohol. They, they do alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> they do alcohol. At Cineworld. Uh, I think the one in Rochester, they right? do. Yeah, in yeah. some definitely. I've definitely but... snuck beers in. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Curzon is just altogether a more comfort, com- comforting mm. experience. That's yeah. yeah. It's, I guess it's the, it's a step between your home cinema and a. Uh, yeah what do they call those mega cinemas <laughs> well like, just like a normal you know when it's there's like seven screens like your cine world Odeon. yeah multiplex cinema multiplex or that's the word yeah. i was looking for yeah, yeah. yeah um so the curzon cinemas they have like the rows of normal seats that are really padded they're like the premier seats that you mm. usually pay extra for in normal cinemas and then they've also at the back got two-seater sofas which are really cool and they recline and oh it's just wonderful um, so I would love to see more of that in regular cinemas, but something, I mean, I'm going to pretend that this is for social distancing, but actually this is because <laughs> I don't like being near other people. Yeah. I would like it if there was like two seats and then a gap and then two seats and then a gap and then two seats and a gap. Cause more often than not, it's the gap, just one seat, one seat. Yeah. They just okay. remove one seat. More often than not, it's couples that go to the cinema, isn't it? Mm. And if it's more yeah, than a couple, if it's families. like eight teenagers, then it's probably a good idea to split them up anyway. <laughs> but the other thing I was thinking of is having like the two seats and the gap two seats, but each set of two seats has its own like booth surround, I mm-hmm. guess. Just like, I don't know, it comes out the back of the seat and it goes around them and that's got the speakers in. So it's more of an experience within your little booth. Okay. Is this just so that you could turn it down a bit? Oh my God, it was <laughs> so loud. And also, we usually, I mean, we didn't in Tenet because it was like concentrating the whole time. But mm. usually you and I make a lot of jokes during films. Well, if they're the sorts of films where... It, like Mission Impossible. If they're really good, then I'm like in the moment yeah. like I was with this one. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, the pace of this film is quite crazy, mm. isn't it? Yeah. You, don't, you don't have a moment to look away. No. The Mission Impossible was funny. It was easy to make little quips. Yeah, yeah. But I feel I always feel a little bit guilty because although we're having the best possible time, the people around us might not. Yeah. So if we have these little booths with the speakers around the side, then it's less likely that you're going to disrupt other people. And also it will stop me being able to hear other people eating their popcorn. Mm. We've already discussed on this podcast how annoying it is that people eat the loudest snacks in the cinema. Well, we were at the cinema and the first thing you noticed was someone eating popcorn and then you were like, (gasps) should we get popcorn? (laughs) I just... (laughs) This is a misophonia thing. I don't know if anyone else does it, but 
if someone is eating loudly, a really good way for me to drown it out is to also eat something crunchy because mm. then the noise inside my own head drowns out the noise of the other people eating. So how do you explain really the interested. Sour Patch Kids? <laughs> I just I wanted some, okay? <laughs> okay, so this anyway. is like you want the cinema mm. and many other people might as well to be a bit more of an intimate, private affair. Mm. So you want, you want the big screen, but you also want a little bit of your own space. Yeah, and also it's so easy to be distracted by people around you. I, I think that these the speakers being next to you rather than in the walls mm. and then, you know, you can hear for 15 rows back. If it's right behind your head and it's a comfortable volume for you and whoever's sitting with you, you won't hear all the other stuff that's going yeah, on. Yeah, one thing with that though is would would there be a weird echoey effect with everyone else's speakers? No, be fine. I think, do you know what? I think it would be fine for people who weren't, who didn't care about the sound so much. You know, like in... Um, in the oh. in the Sittingbourne cinema or oh like independent God, cinemas, the Sittingbourne cinema, the sound is, is so bad, bad. Uh, but it's four quid, so you're like, okay, it yeah, is whatever. Four quid, but I don't think it's worth it anymore because when we went to see Deadpool, I didn't hear a single mm. word in the whole film because it was we were sitting on the side, it weren't like a we? Bootleg, didn't it? Like someone had filmed it with the VHS and, and like done a really weird voiceover because the sound <laughs> was echoing next to us off the wall, but also the other speaker was bouncing off the other wall and they were sort of colliding in the middle, mm. so it was like. Two sets of words over the top of each other, and yeah. I couldn't hear anything. And the aircon was like rattling oh and squeaking. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and the seats—they were like, Aah. yeah. But they're trying. Oh, bless them. Uh, and pe- and some people don't care about that. No. So I I probably wouldn't use these booth type things just because of that sound. Yeah. Not that I know much about sound or whatever, but I I like the whole surround mm. boominess to it. Uh, see, I don't. I'm an old lady. I would lady. get a surround sound here, but I know it would just pee off the neighbours. Are we that worried anymore? The neighbours yeah. have only stopped washing like five minutes ago. Maybe they're not washing. Maybe they're watching a film about washing and <gasps> it's, they've just got a great sound system. Maybe. <laughs> Although if they're not, they've definitely moved their washing machine because it used to be sort of yeah. above the kitchen and not be that annoying, but now it's above the TV yeah, and they've it's got, very Maybe their TV broke and now they're just, that's all, they can just watch the washing machine. Oh my God. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> we've got our little private booths. We've yeah. got our private speakers. We've <laughs> got uh, maybe, what were you thinking? Like a little table yeah, to hold so your I'm treats? Yeah, so I'm thinking like, you know, in it's American TV shows when they're in school, they always have those little oh, right. like, yeah, seats. Yeah. Or when they're in university lectures, they like pull the little table mm. around. So one of them, you can just like, you well, can like slide planes, it away. It, it could be the person in front. You just, you know, on the back of their seat. Oh yeah, I suppose you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> But it is annoying when you have like nachos and a drink and you've got like, yeah. you know, you put your drink in someone else's drinks holder and then they put their elbow in it and you're like, oi, mind my drink. And you start fighting. Yeah, and... yeah, you know, rolling around in the popcorn <laughs> on the floor. I, I don't often buy the food at cinemas. I am a sucker for the nachos, but other than that, I don't tend to yeah. bother. What, what do you reckon if they'd made the food better? I want the food to be better. Mm. I think I would spend more time there if they did better food. Like your yeah. options are... Stale popcorn, 35p nachos mm. with n- nuclear waste cheese dip. For four quid. Yeah. <laughs> or hot dogs that have probably been on rotation for seven and a half years. What, what do you reckon they could do then? Because it's got to be that sort of hand food, hasn't it? Well, we've talked about Yeah, last time we talked about floss candy floss. Because but, it's silent. But it's, it's got to be a bit more, I think, sustainable <laughs> or... 
meatier. Not really meatier, but do you know what I mean? Just a bit more. It's got to be more. Do you know what would be good? Burritos. Mm, burritos would be amazing. I was yeah. thinking loaded fries. Yeah. Because they're not Messy, as crunchy though. as chip, as um, nachos. Nachos. Yeah, yeah. But they have all the same accoutrement as the nachos. In fact, probably better because whenever you ask for like chilies or whatever on your nachos, it always comes up a jar and they're soggy. Yeah, and they're like all piled in one place. Yeah. And, uh, I have had nachos once from a Cineworld. And... Yeah. Okay, so they can make the food better. Yeah. So what they could do as well, they, they wouldn't have dippers. to like completely write off what their format is now. No. They just have a screen that's like the intimate screen. Maybe you, they more often than not show the date movies, the sort of movies that you're going to go as a couple to. See, that, that, w- that would be rubbish, though, for you and I. I don't think we've ever seen a date movie in the cinema nah. together. Well, I, I, th- I think the action ones are date-ish as well, aren't they? You know, like the Avengers, yeah. so everyone can enjoy them. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, the, I guess the, the, the heavy You're thinking hitters. like rom-coms. No, well, I was just thinking the, the rom-coms of the women about the action for the men. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's not really what we do as a date thing, is it? No. They, they could have this solu- as a solution. Yeah. As opposed to just... Because I think the more seats there are in the cinema, the more money they can make. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then that's that's why you make maybe make the the screen smaller and more intimate. Mm. So, so you do more screens. More screens. There's so much space in there. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've been to the biggest screen and there's been like the whole of the back half empty. Like if it's yeah. a big film and it's been out for only a day or two, then obviously it does get filled up. But it is it, what's the cost comparison of that if it gets filled up for the first two days but then it's only half or a third full for the rest of the week are yeah. they making their money back on that i guess i'd li- I'd like to see the stats yeah to really make an innovative solution <laughs> up but we got some solutions here without knowing the stats and maybe, yeah. maybe they'll stick also don't you always find that like the foyer area is massive like you could fit a screen in there yeah but why I, is it so big i suppose a lot of the cinemas were made probably in the 2000s when they had to come and queue up, whereas now yeah. it's all on your phone. That's you just true. You go boop, straight, straight in. But also maybe they want you in this, the foyer queue in to look at the popcorn, to smell the hot dogs, to see the mm. ice cream stand. Because then you're the more likely to buy them. nacho cheese dip. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, when I picture this nacho cheese dip, it's like Mr. Burns coming out of the forest. <laughs> you know, and he's like, "I come in peace." Yeah. I think that's a good point you raised about the foyer, though. Maybe they—it's huge. They want to keep people there. Maybe they should make it more interesting. Which I guess sort of leads us on to the second point. But w- w- what do you say about the first point? Then do you want to okay, sum it up? Me, to give everyone yeah. a good picture of it all. Okay, I'm going to paint a picture. You go to the cinema to see world-renowned director Christopher Nolan's masterful piece of theatre named Tenet in cinemas now. <laughs> Not sponsored. Not sponsored, wish we were. You you go into the cinema, it's a nice big screen still, but instead of there just being rows and rows of people and some arsehole behind you has got his feet on your seat when you get there or like, you know, your seat is number 11, but number 10's put their coat in their bag on your seat and it's all like an awkward dance to be like, oh, sorry, that's my seat. You go and you're assigned your little booth and you sit in your little booth and there's like, I'm trying to I'm trying to visually describe it like I'm picturing like a tuk-tuk <laughs> you know how yeah. a tuk-tuk kind of has that like thing that goes up I'm not thinking that high because no one behind you <laughs> yeah, would be able to see to but just up a bit over your head so that it keeps mm. the sound in and then you've got your little like pull around table 
Maybe even we could go back on our idea of the headphones. Maybe it's like a little airplane jack and you plug your headphones in and then you've got your food on your fancy table. Maybe there's even a little button and a little person can come and bring you more wine. I don't know. (laughs) That's what I'm picturing. Or even, this is an idea I had before. (laughs) This is cinema for the elites. This is a, a cinema that is astroturfed. And the the ceiling has like fairy lights in it that look like stars or something. Okay. And then you bring like a picnic blanket and some cushions. Yeah. And it feels like you're outside watching a film. Yeah. But you've got the comfort and the safety of knowing that you're in a cinema world, other cinema. And it's not going to rain. And it's not going to rain. Yeah, it's not going like to be that. too cold. It's a bit more of an experience. Proper I think date night. They should do like a mini film before. You know how Disney does. Yeah. Make it a bit more of an experience. Yeah. So you're there for like three or four hours. So for the first bit, you watch some trailers maybe while you're uh, rustling your bags. Yeah. Getting your sausage rolls out. Sausage rolls. That was actually something I was thinking really? of earlier. Yeah. <laughs> sausage rolls and also little cocktail sausages with dippers. Yeah. Mozzarella dippers. That's okay, another so, thing that can uh, be on the menu. British summer picnic foods in cinemas. Oh my God. Strawberries Pot and pies. cream. <gasps> yeah. See, this is, yeah, why don't they do fresh fruit? Just little, like, McDonald's bags of salad, not salad, fruit salad. It it has a use-by, doesn't it? They wouldn't make as much, but why why is it all about making money? Yeah, I'd I'd love to go to the cinema and have a little fruit salad. (laughs) 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 That's idea number one. I mean, it's a lot of ideas in one, but that's... Yeah, it's like the idea of, like, a little tweaked cinema yeah this is an improvement on something that already exists rather yeah. than complete reinvention talking well, of ding ding complete reinvention. are we dinging these uh, yeah yeah ding 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 ding, <laughs> ding talking of complete ding. reinvention you were on, you were about to say yes uh, yeah oh uh i did number two <laughs> we watched stranger things didn't we we mentioned it earlier but we watched mm-hmm. we've only just watched the third season can i tell you why because somebody told me that the last episode had a musical number and I was so excited to watch <laughs> it that I gave myself anxiety about watching it so I just put it off for ages. Uh, but someone hyped up that. It didn't have a musical number, did yes, it? Yes, it did. Did it? Yeah. What was it? Living in electric dreams. Well, they all sang it. Have you blocked this out of your memory? Maybe, yeah. It was when they were over the radio and Susie wouldn't oh, help him yeah, unless, yeah, yeah, unless yeah, yeah. he sang the song. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I thought, Spoiler, yeah. Yeah, but... It, is that considered a musical number? So someone at work knows how much I love musicals and they yeah. really, really hyped it up for me. And <laughs> Was it everything that you'd ever it, imagined? It was more. <laughs> it was more. It was amazing. Dust, that, can I just point out, the guy that plays Dustin is a legit Broadway singer. Like, has been in Les Mis on Broadway. Mm. So I always knew he had pipes. Mm. It didn't sound like he sang that great. Anyway, we're, we're getting caught up. You need to watch him sing the up. national anthem. He's really good. Sorry, Basically... Yeah. And Stranger Things, they go to the arcade. Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I also, we've also watched that documentary on Netflix called High Score about yep. sort of the history of gaming. And also we watch Karate Kid and they have dates at golf and stuff, which yeah, looks amazing. Yeah. We were thinking there aren't a lot of places where there's like... Stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> sort of just an activity centers. Yes. Yeah, so everyone can name them, you know, uh, golf. What's that golf one? <laughs> <laughs> Driving range? No, it's like what? there's this little, it's like bowling, but golf. Mini golf? Crazy uh, well, golf? Well, yeah, mini golf, crazy golf, but there's also a new one. 
Um, what? They've changed golf? Yeah. It's like, I'm it's like a driving range. But it's a driving range. We don't need range, to be changing golf. And you hit it and you, you get it into these circles, like on the darts, like the flight club one, darts. What? Anyway, they, these things exist. Okay. We would like cinemas to use that space to become that kind of, uh, uh, to have some sort of gaming aspect to yeah, them. Yeah, we, we were saying this on the drive to the cinema today, weren't we? Because our nearest cinema is in a big business park. Yeah, like, tons leisure of restaurants. Park, sorry, leisure park. Yeah, it's all fast food restaurants. But all that's there is a cinema and a gym. And the gym's right at the back. I think there yeah. might also be a, a kid's crash as well. So there's and a, crash, a travel lodge. <laughs> a travel lodge, a gym, Dobby's garden centre. Oh yeah, center, garden centre, yeah. And then 15 fast food restaurants and yeah. a cinema. And, that's and it, it is busy all the yeah. time. Yeah. Travel Lodge, it's good that that's there because this idea is, or yes. part of it, yeah, yeah. is like cinemas allowing their space to encourage kind of like game competitions. Mm. You can watch, they live stream gamers, you know, esports. That's it's, it's becoming more of a big thing. I wish I'd done a bit of research feel, on yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like if people don't already know about this, you should just Google it because it's crazy. Yeah, and I think it's really kids- big in America. These kids are so talented and they make so much money. And the first one was, um, that was, was it Nintendo or something? What did we watch? Yeah. The very first like esports, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Um, Was it the guy with the Tetris? Yeah, yeah, I think so. No, it's the um, Space Invaders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Um, Which actually probably wasn't Nintendo, but there was a Nintendo one. Doing that, pulling it into the future. Mm. uh, I think... At the moment, there aren't a lot of places where you can go to get involved. So what, what, cinemas should maybe fill that niche because loads of people love playing games. We are living, like you and I are in the generation, we are 90s kids. We are the generation that loves nostalgia. Mm. So, you know, when someone whacks out their old Sega Mega Drive, it gives us funny feelings in our, in our bones. Yeah. So like LAN parties in cinemas hiring out a cinema yeah, yeah, and having yeah, exactly. a cool lamppite that would be so cool i know you can hire cinemas you can but it's so, probably not set up for this stuff so if they did it for that multiple consoles multiple pcs yeah maybe they have one where they've taken a few chairs out and you've got your desktops can you and your imagine? friends can come and watch and you can hire it out and it isn't like make it not expensive <laughs> yeah but can you imagine if they did like just i see actually this is an idea just setting up the cinema so that you've got like one screen that's split into a few yeah and it's mario kart and yeah. everyone plays mario kart against each other and it's just a bunch of strangers having fun playing mario yeah, kart you just come in maybe you the winner the winner gets like cinema tickets for a month or a year or whatever yeah like one c- cinema tickets or for a, them to come for free for a year they'll like bring a, their friends well yeah for a year i was gonna say a free month of unlimited yeah but they'll that you know that's a good way to get them to come and also to yeah, bring their yeah, friends yeah. but mario party that'd be the best yeah well there's mario tons Kart. of games that would work for that uh, i was gonna say earlier Jack halo, <laughs> oh, halo uh, yeah. yeah there's loads of people play that or used to yeah when the new one comes out i'm sure there will be again but, i feel like there's a niche in the market for animal crossing just a whole screen <laughs> for animal crossing i think just getting having gaming so it, it is there is a community to it it's all yeah. online but allowing people to do it in person too, in gaming so centers or whatever. This, I feel like this was a bit of a breakthrough for Pokemon Go, but it didn't quite go far enough and mm. it didn't have the momentum behind it that it needed. Yeah. Well, I suppose it didn't have corporations yeah. throwing money at gaming centers or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So like, imagine if they'd made gyms 
yeah. actual places. <laughs> Imagine turning a cinema screen into a gym and you could come and battle your Pokemon yeah. on a big well, screen. I, essentially, that's what we're saying, right? Yeah. Except it, for any game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I mean. If Pokemon Go had had this momentum, maybe it could have pushed through that next level because this is innovation. Yeah, because the cinema can have its own local gaming teams oh, and they then you know, cool. they form networks in the county or yeah. you know, maybe even in the UK. And now all of a sudden we've got an esports uh, industry yeah. and we you know, then we do it against America yeah. or uh, China because I'm, I'm sure it's huge there as well. Yeah. But at the moment, what are we doing to support gaming? Considering yeah. esports is a growing industry. It is, but I nothing. don't think the the big wigs really recognise that that's a part of our future. I don't know the figures, but no. if you looked at how much is spent on yeah. consoles, on games, so, on uh, uh, the, the, the amount of money that the YouTubers make. Yeah. One thing that would be good is not everyone can afford these consoles and especially mm. like the brand new like VR headsets. How many yeah, people do you yeah, know yeah. that, that actually sort have of technology VR? Is probably because consoles are coming down in price. Yeah, the new ones. Yeah, they. But eventually, there's a deal. Yeah, or people just go into debt to get them. Yeah, but VR crazy. already starts off. Although Expensive. that that too is coming down. But yeah, it is. It's a bit of setup to get it good. You need yeah. obviously a computer and, and to then make the environment the and have the yeah, space to the be space. able to actually like roam. Yeah, that's it. So doing that and having like a little VR screen and, and having competitions VR where... VR Arcade. They, they have them in London. VR Arcade. Yeah, but... Uh, but every cinema has the... Well, the they don't have the... It. Yeah, they have the infrastructure. They might not have the facilities, but sell five more hot dogs and your quid's in. <laughs> yeah, you got yourself a <laughs> VR machine. <laughs> but that's it. It's, it. They've already got people going there. There's yeah. already uh, business estates with restaurants and everything there. So there's, you've already got kids going. So yeah. why not offer them a different product to well, make sure they bring their friends? That's exactly it. People stopped going to the arcades. Like arcades were a huge thing at one point. People stopped going because you could do it at home. Yeah. Netflix. Like people are going to stop going to the cinema if they can get the exact same experience, if not better, at home. Yeah. So cinemas are going to have to innovate if they want to keep up. Yeah. And, and I say better food. <laughs> <laughs> to keep them there all day. I mean, why not? Yeah. And, and if there are more people going there for... Because at the moment, you've got people who like films go there. Yeah. Well, what if you had people that like films and people like games that go there? Now you've got more people going there more often so you can have your food cheaper. Yeah. And maybe you've got better food so you don't have to make it cheaper. Yeah. Because th they pair bowling with cinemas. I've seen them in the same business estates. Yeah. So why not another game? Or why not a brand new technology of VR? I actually most enjoy the arcades that usually attach to the bowling alleys, like where you can go and play that yeah, basketball yeah, game yeah. and like. I love arcades. Yeah, me too. So you go there with ten quid and you you can easily, like, spend an hour. Yeah. Just like competing was, against each other. What was that piano one that I discovered? I had a real knack for. Do was you that Margate? Yeah, we went to Margate and I was yeah. on it for like fifteen solid minutes, winning <laughs> all of the tickets. It's amazing. Maybe we should do an arcade episode in the future on how to like yeah. revamp that because the ticket system is old. It's gone. They need and, an app that yeah. gives them points that they can play on their phone and play in the there arcade. There is something very satisfying about having bundles and bundles of tickets, but ultimately mm. they are worth so little. Yeah. And because I remember you made a video of that actually, didn't you, of the Margate yeah. trip? And our friend Adam, hi Adam, if you're listening, you had a shot of him with all of his tickets and he was pointing at like, a little remote, remote control, control car. car and he was so excited 
and then he handed over all the tickets and the next shot was of him with one of those little ball cheap plastic things or... where you press the button and the ball pops out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all he managed to get for armfuls of tickets. Yeah, we were in that arcade for about three hours. Yeah. Well, maybe so. Maybe if they're all linked together, maybe again it could be like you could win you can free like party entry up. to these places. You party up, yeah. Yeah, so make it digital. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about that. I mean, we've we've said a lot now, but we'll have yeah. another think and we'll bring some more uh, more um, ideas to I'll the arcade industry. Down. You mentioned about Netflix, and we're going to get onto that at the end. Yeah. Um, but the next point, I was thinking, what else need? What else uses seats in a hall and screens? Mm-hmm. And the answer I came up with was uh, education. Yeah. So universities or even schools or. My idea is more of a community yeah. uh, community education. So, so you don't have to go to uni. You can just go to one class. Well, funnily enough, when I went to uni, one of our lectures was in a cinema. Okay. It was on a Monday morning at like 9am. Yeah. And it was a 20 minute walk the opposite direction of the university. Right. And it was in a fancy cinema. It was kind of like a Curzon, but wasn't a Curzon. Yeah. And the seats reclined and the lights didn't come all the way up. So have Everyone a wild asleep. guess about how many, <laughs> like what percentage of the class was actually conscious for any of the lecture. Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly don't even remember what class it was because it was just Monday morning nap time. <laughs> you probably would have to turn the lights on for. I, I, think I don't though, think you can in some of them. If a company, and we keep saying Cineworld just because it's the closest cinema. But if I can't cine- think of any others. Yeah, either. Odeon. Odeon, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you use a thing anymore. But yeah, so a big one like that, if they partnered with universities or if they partnered mm. with just someone who creates content. Yeah. To, uh, because people love learning. Yeah. You've got Skillshare, all those other ones that advertise on YouTube. <laughs> uh, people watch documentaries on BBC and Netflix and stuff. There's so much interesting stuff out there. Yeah. That we, that we could do weekly classes on. Yeah. It wouldn't even have to be a, an instructor. They could, it could just be a documentary. But it would be a place where you can go that sort of holds just classes. Well, I would do history and oh, business. Oh, 100%, yeah. Well, it's funny because we were talking earlier, weren't we, on our lovely date at McDonald's because mm. everywhere else was full. <laughs> um, Too many queues. We were chatting about how innovation creates further innovation. Mm. So we were saying how innovative, I always say it wrong, McDonald's was to get those like screens where you just go yeah. up and you order for yourself. Yeah. Um. So obviously that's going to push other fast food chains to think of, similar things so they can turn around faster and be more efficient yeah so then if their competitors are also doing that mcdonald's will have to innovate further and then their competitors will innovate further and it's just a whole cycle of more and more exciting innovation so it's probably not beneficial for the companies to tell the competitors all their secrets but actually if we think about it in terms of the world and how we can all innovate together Mm. it is beneficial to share that information and to help yeah. each other innovate. A great so, ex- example yeah. of that is uh, Elon. Elon. Um, I'm pretty sure he makes uh, all of his AI progression uh, public. public knowledge. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I just so love anyone him can see the more, code. More and more every time we talk about him. But but you're right. Innovation. And it comes from sharing knowledge. And if it communities does. can do that, and, and, and cinemas are a great space for it, they could become yeah. the town halls where people learn and people also, can get together and, and create clubs. I think when people like hoard their knowledge of something that's when you know mistrust comes about and corruption and we think they're hiding something so b- 
but you know just openly sharing this stuff what harm can it really do yes maybe your competitor mm. will have an edge on you for a little while but really is it an edge because you're doing the same thing so yeah. now you innovate and you become the best at the game i think uh, elon also does um he i think he shows how he runs his tesla factories as well really? yeah cool and people are allowed to like just use it wow um but it, it the fact is he's so far ahead yeah that it's taking them years to adopt some of it well, and they, and they don't want to adopt just it all don't so don't have the mindset for it either yeah. like so many people don't believe in tech as the future yeah i mean i, I maybe some of our listeners don't but i <laughs> truly believe that tech is the future that's where it, we're yeah, headed it's, it's not, not... going to be flying cars and tinfoil suits it's going to be like <laughs> AI helping us with every aspect of our lives. Yeah, even if it's not the tech we see now. Yeah. It, it, what we are doing now will eventually get to the tech that will be it's running be our lives. The movie Her, basically. Yeah, we're all falling in love with our phones. <laughs> we're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to ding ding number two, oh. didn't I? Well, actually, I was going to add another point. To oh, well, let's two. jump back to number two quickly then. Well, it's, cut, it's sort of in the middle of number two and okay. number three. Yep. So, um, would have been a good segue. Sorry. That's fine. Sorry. <laughs> Um, something that I thoroughly enjoy doing and you thoroughly enjoy doing as well is watching a YouTube channel called Critical Role, which yeah. is a group oh, yeah. of professional voice actors yeah. playing Dungeons and Dragons with arguably the best DM in the whole world. Sorry to all other DMs, but <laughs> Matt Mercer rules. So I would love to see live D&D games mm. because I, we play D&D quite a lot, but I think our bar is set quite high because we watch so much Critical Role. Yeah. So I would love to get an idea of how other people play and how other people DM and so you're saying we get a little peek into people playing Dungeons and Dragons yeah it would be so cool it'd be a safe space Mm. so all the nerds will feel comfortable like us being part of that I think what would be really cool is to have a someone in the room that can go on the chat so so your room can actually chat while they're chatting and you can put in the chat and you can talk to people around the world that are watching yeah this sort of content and you could do the same with the games as well yeah. watching yeah streamers and stuff yeah I would so be yeah cool. uh, ding ding, ding an extra definitely ding. ding ding i'd love to see people playing yeah. D live maybe not the whole the whole game but it'd be cool if there was like a D day where every cinema screen there's a game going on and you can yeah. just come in and out as you please and be like wow this one's really like taking my fancy i'm gonna watch this one for a little bit yeah and then you go I think and... that's the sort of spirit of what I'd want. Yeah. You you pay to get in, maybe. You know, it's like four yeah. quid. You get in, you got your ticket, you can go into any of the screens. Yeah. Do do what you want. Yeah. And maybe you pay extra to play certain games, but you can watch anyone play the games. Yeah. For just your admission fee. And maybe the people that are playing the games can get like commission from That would be cool. From people watching. I think it's also a really good way to network because mm. we have our friends that play D D, but we don't know other people that play it. Yeah. So it would be really interesting to meet other people that think the same way yeah. that we do. I think it's a great idea. So <laughs> come on, Cineworld and Odeon. Yeah. Pull your finger out. <laughs> Get your nerd on. <laughs> <laughs> Back to education. Sorry, though. yes. Um, well, I was thinking D&D in like, terms of educational because yeah, yeah. I believe it is. <laughs> <laughs> what we're sort of saying is more TED Talks. Yeah. Uh, more professionals talking to people who are interested yeah. about different industries, different areas for learning. Yeah. I think a lot of people like TED Talks, don't they? They like yeah. to hear those stories and, and learn those new But things. also, it doesn't have to be someone there. It could be live streamed from somewhere else. So yeah. I know that a lot of cinemas already 
do musicals and theatre productions. Yeah, so I've seen quite a few of them. My sister and I, I took her to see a Royal Shakespeare Company performance of Much Do About Nothing. Yeah. And it was live streamed from the Royal Shakespeare Company up in um, Stratford-upon-Avon. Yeah. And it was so good. And that was an experience that we wouldn't otherwise have gotten to experience. It was really cool. And they do operas as well. You can quite often live stream an opera. Yeah, so they're already there. Yeah, they Why have not the facilities. Make it even easier and just be streaming from Twitch. Yeah. Well, ex- yeah. yeah. Why not? That would be really cool. Yeah. So we've also got written down uh, classes. So maybe mm. you could learn from people in different countries, like drawing classes. Yeah. Because uh, people can, you can sit and draw, especially if you've got your little table thing oh, that you yeah. talked about. I guess any any sort of academic thing, maths, science, English, business, book like clubs. I would like to know <laughs> how many people visit the cinema on a week night. Yeah. Because if it's not that many and they don't make that much money, then how about turning it into an adult education centre? Yeah, how often are screens just left doing yeah. nothing? Yeah, why not turn it into an adult education centre? People can go there, take some night classes, go into a screen and then it's live streamed. Maybe it's someone is live streamed from their like university room mm. to multiple different cinemas so that they have a massive cohort. Yeah. Especially in this this time, I know obviously meeting up in a cinema is against the whole COVID thing. Uh, so you might as well be going to uni, <laughs> but it it kind of shows how easy it is to be hundreds of miles away and still be connected, be connected, yeah, yeah uh, through video calls or whatever. Totally. Uh, what's that say at the bottom there? Gort. Uh, that says government. Oh, yeah, this is yeah, one of yeah. Yours. Oh, Gort. <laughs> along the same lines. What does lines, the Gort have to say about this? <laughs> along the same lines of classes, I think the government could use it as a way to uh, market for areas that they need people to learn. Yes, like coding. so skills that we are lacking. Yeah, so free Absolutely. coding cinemas. Uh, 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 seminars? So, yeah, <laughs> cinemas, cinemas. Cinema seminars? Free coding seminars. Um, you know, learn to code for free and That's something you they get were a job offering. better. They, so when yeah, furlough first came around, they, um, they were sending out links to free like coding mm. people. So <laughs> if the government can use cinemas to do that, again, you're, you're getting there, you're meeting up with people that are like-minded, yeah. you're, you can learn from each other, you can start little forums and communities, yeah. but you're also going to get a skill that the government wants. I think this is key, isn't it? So I, didn't you read somewhere that the reason that the UK has been hit as hard as it has with yeah. this whole COVID thing? Oh, no, I, I watched uh, one of the cabinet members say it oh, okay. on it's YouTube. Because we're hospitality Yeah, a large heavy. portion <laughs> of our economy is hospitality and obviously yeah. that involves people meeting up. Yeah, which we can't do. So we've been hit particularly hard. Yeah. So there are gaps very clearly, aren't there? There are gaps in our skills. Mm. And technology is one of them, I think. Technology is a huge one. We are not in the race for technology. The UK is not part of that race. Or, or at least if we are, no one's screaming about it and they no. should be because no. that'll encourage more people. I think it would be amazing if mm. if the UK... Uh, we have we have so much talent. Guys, come yeah. on. We're so talented. <laughs> be the next Google. Be Yeah. Or Why is no Netflix one trying to be? Facebook or... You, know, you look at the top 50 technology companies, they're probably all American or Chinese. Yeah. You've got to um, get out there, guys. That's a generalisation, but... <laughs> I just think I'm so... I just believe in everyone so much. I have so much faith. <laughs> you this can little do country it. is just brilliant. What was it? Boris Johnson once did a speech about... 
British innovation, which was actually quite yeah. inspiring. I encourage was, you to uh, listen to it. Was chocolate hobnobs the peak of it? Yes. So this was back when he was the mayor of <laughs> London and he said, every single chocolate hobnob in the world is made here in Britain. <laughs> and for some reason it like got me in the heartstrings. I was like, oh, I love chocolate hobnobs. hobnobs. He really knows how to, how to just talk to the everyman, he does, doesn't he? He does. But that's, <laughs> I think that's what we need to hear is that we think, we think everything comes from other countries, but we... We make stuff. Yeah. We're clever. We're smart. Usually we biscuits. are in the game. <laughs> biscuits. I wonder how many biscuits only we make. Or is it just the chocolate hobnob? Yeah. Oh, there was also an advert. Actually, this has just come to mind now. There was an advert in the cinema for British independent filmmaking, which yes. I have never seen There's about before. There's four adverts for it. They're yeah. really pushing it. I've never seen that mm. before. And why have we never seen that before? Why is it now that they are encouraging British independent filmmaking? Well, because... We're great at films. Yeah, I I don't know if you remember a few years ago they were doing there was this whole campaign for British music. Oh, really? Yeah, because we were starting to lose um, our place in yeah. the world or in the Western world at least <laughs> on the stage with the within music. So okay. from that, I'm pretty sure loads of the biggest artists in the last ten years came wow. out. Wow. Uh, so I guess they're thinking, okay, that's that industry sorted. <laughs> Tick. Let's move on to the film industry. Next, yeah, we got. Loads of history of, in film. Yeah. Uh, Pinewood Studios, just alone. Yeah. Is one of the biggest. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they've just opened a new one. Have they? In North London as well. Wow. Like a different, another studio. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're trying. But I, I, I think it's, it's tech and it is where they need to be. Mm, innovation. Yeah. A movie isn't going like, to movie... put money in the pockets of the poor. No, exactly. We need to build industry. And if we've learned anything from COVID and lockdown it's that actually if this happens again we're not going to be any stronger no because we haven't really learned that much of a lesson because as soon as we're allowed to go out again everything will go back to normal Mm. and we're not gonna put the contingency in place to be able to put to support ourselves if it does happen again which is sad to think about Let's not think about sad things. Okay, sorry. This has gone off on a weird... I'm having a sugar crush with yeah, all the Sour um, Patch Kids. <laughs> I, think we, I think we should move on to the conclusion. The um, conclusion, my, yeah. My, my conclusion... So the, the conclusion, the conclusion. Of all conclusions of this mm-hmm. conclusive Con- podcast. Conclu- yep. It, number four <laughs> is... Uh, uh, film and TV have been... Well, the lines have been blurred yes. recently mm-hmm. due to Netflix and Amazon and all these streaming platforms. Yeah. The money seems like it's moving. It definitely is. I, I remember watching a video of an actor saying back in the day, you would start in TV and you would want to get out of TV as quickly as possible and become a film star because mm. that's where the money was. Now, more and more, you see film stars moving to TV because that's where the money is. And I also think that's where the opportunities are because TV is so much faster Mm. and all the streaming platforms are now competing. Yep. So some of the, like, what was it, a Netflix movie or Netflix cleaned up the Oscars or something, one of the big ones, they got like 60% Uh, of the awards. Netflix originals, I'm... Don't know how many I've seen in terms of how many there are, but the ones I have seen have been really good. They're taking the actors, they're taking the money, they're taking the awards, mm-hmm. but the cinemas aren't getting any of it. No, people are probably like, "That's fine. I, I like I like Netflix in my living room." Yeah, let's leave it there. Well, this is how arcades died. Yeah, so so why don't we let cinemas in on this whole TV boom, this whole yeah. streaming boom? 
So here's my idea. My okay. idea is... I already love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Netflix license for, for cinemas mm. or, 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 or businesses. the manager buys... Netflix subscription, all the employees Netflix get the password. <laughs> Netflix business. Yeah, okay. Netflix business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they pay like much more because they're going to be making much, potentially yeah. making much more money from the content. Yeah. And they can uh, stream maybe just certain ones depending on yeah, the, maybe the, not the, the license they get. catalog, yeah. Yeah, or maybe they have to wait a certain amount of time or, or, or maybe they don't. Maybe they pay See, extra they to should. get the movies. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not business minded. But I, I think... If cinemas could show Stranger Things, or if they could have done Game of Thrones, yeah, Game of Thrones would oh. be it would have been a great example. Unfortunately, Game of Thrones is like we're not going to get that hype again, for, are we? <laughs> I think streaming kind of got big halfway through Game of Thrones, yeah. and by the time it went out, that's kind of the peak, isn't it? I think there'll be shows like that again. I think it'll take a long time because Game of Thrones at its peak was something that had basically never been seen before, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's always tough to make something completely new. Yeah. But if the cinema is dying, why not give it a hand back up and, well, and just innovate. And, yeah, bring innovate people together or die. again. <laughs> because people love talking about Game of Thrones. Why not make it a whole night? You so know, it, uh, there was a YouTube channel I used to watch and it was it was just like the CCTV camera in a pub. <laughs> it sounds really dodgy, but right. bear with me. Um they used to do Game of Thrones viewing parties, so they would watch it live in this pub and then the video on YouTube would be the reactions of the audience as they were watching. Oh, right. so, it sounds weird. It's uh, like a weird goggle box. Yeah, kind Secret of. Goggle box. But it was really cool because it'd be like, I mean, I filmed myself watching a Game of Thrones episode once because I would like start in my you did bed. Like a time lapse, didn't you? I did a time lapse. Yeah, so I would yeah. start in my bed, like all tucked up nice. And then by the end of it, I'd be on the edge of the bed and. Like biting your fingers off. Yeah, biting my fingers <laughs> off, crying my eyes out, like. For somehow I'd have a hairband in and some trousers on, I would I, I'd just black out for the episode yeah. and I wouldn't know how I got there. It wasn't fun doing that by myself. Well, but it was fun. It just would have been it, funner to be able to look over at someone and see them having the same reaction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like a community thing. I remember watching um, Hard Home. I can't remember what season it was, but it's still my favourite mm. ever episode of Game of Thrones. And it's the... Spoilers, by the way. I, you should have watched <laughs> it by now, but spoilers. It's the episode where at the very end, the Night King comes to hard home and they have this giant battle and then Jon Snow gets in a boat and he's like sailing off and he looks at the Night King and the Night King just raises all of the dead, all of the people that were just fighting with Jon Snow just slowly start to stand up with bright blue eyes. And the best bit about it was it was completely silent. It was genius. But I I remember a room full of a hundred people. Yeah, exactly. I was sitting on my bed by myself, covered in goosebumps, and I was looking around my room at my dog, and I was like, "Oh (laughs) my god, are you witnessing this?" Yeah, imagine that with people. Yeah, and then you could have a beer afterwards in the bar. Exactly. And have a a right raucous time. Exactly. The only time I have ever heard people clap in a cinema is when I watched King's Speech. At mm. the end of it, people were just cheering and clapping. And I was like, I'm going to join in because this film deserved this. But <laughs> yeah, so this is a weird experience. I, I've been in a cinema where people clapped before oh God, and it was, was it? Um, Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, that's fair. With, with the Joker. Nolan, I was, we, came, we were like late, five minutes late. <laughs> so we had to sit right at the front. And at the end, there was like a slow clap and then the whole theatre clapped. Oh, lovely. Uh, except us. Like the oh. fo- we were just like, what? <laughs> Who claps at a cinema? 
It well, was so you obviously odd. missed the key character development in the first, yeah, the five, first minutes. five minutes. <laughs> no, I, I feel like in the first five minutes, everyone in the cinema was just like, oh, you're right, mate. Hello. Yeah. They nice all made friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> We're a stag for life. <laughs> but but uh, I would love to yeah. experience those things around people. Yeah. And, and it has that potential. It really does. So if you get great TV in a community area, and then TV it's, it's is getting life. better. <laughs> Yeah, we have to say this. Think about it is Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, Westworld, mm. Breaking Bad. All of these TV shows that have come and have changed the game and have have just blown people's minds. Imagine that you don't just have to sit on your sofa in your pants watching this, going, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that was really good." Imagine being able to go and experience it with other yeah. people and eat your nine pound hot dog if you really want to. <laughs> Let cinemas get in on the TV action. Yeah, why yeah. not? The ding ding? Ding ding. Dinging all our Definitely ideas. Definitely ding ding. All I'm our ding's. so <laughs> excited by this one and by the possibilities that I'm feeling a little bit dizzy, but it also might yeah, be the sugar. I think we need to eat <laughs> like think. normal food, not just Sour sugar and salt. <laughs> yeah. So here we are at the end of the episode. And usually at this point, we have a band, band name. name of the week. This week, movie of the week <laughs> is. <laughs> Can I say it? Yeah, yeah. You can. <laughs> uh, this week's movie name of the week is Porcupine FBI. <laughs> yep, you heard correctly, Porcupine <laughs> FBI. So we do were with like, it what you will. This is a cinema special. Let's do a movie name instead of a band name. Mm-hmm. But let's use our band name list. <laughs> this could easily be like <laughs> a punk rock band, but also it could be a really cute, heartfelt, Zootropolis esque. Mm. Disney animated film adventure about a porcupine and guy wants to become a policeman. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he's already a policeman, but he wants to be FBI. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking either he's got a prickly personality, which ties into the whole <laughs> yeah. porcupine thing, or he's like Andy Dwyer in Parks and Recreation, mm. where he's just a little bit clueless but lovable. I reckon maybe he has a uh, long lost twin who is in the FBI. Oh, okay. And he's on a mission. Twin or cousin? Can it be a hedgehog? Because they're just a bit sleeker, aren't they? Uh, yeah, you know what? It's that, that would make it kind of funny. He has to kind of get away with being a hedgehog as well. Okay. <laughs> he takes his place. Maybe the FBI oh. cousin's like, you know what? I'm done with this life. And he's like, I always wanted to be a policeman. Okay. Uh, and then, so he, t- he swaps places and, and people are like... the hedgehog goes mm. off driving an ice cream van or something. Yeah. yeah. But at the end... They come together and solve the crime together. Yes. Yeah. I so feel like could it could animate, be in the that. world of Zootropolis as well, couldn't it? And the, the bunny from the Zootropolis one could be like the sergeant or something in the... Yeah, they've done a sequel, precinct. right? So they're Are open they? to doing more. I think so. Oh. Did they? I missed that. Oh, I thought you watched it the other day in the bath. I watched Zootropolis in the bath. Oh, so there's a second one. Don't watch films in the bath, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Porcupine, Porcupine FBI. FBI. Coming soon. <laughs> Coming never. <laughs> oh. No one would ever make that. Maybe we should like Photoshop a little FBI vest on a porcupine. Yeah, make the movie poster for it. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Porcupine FBI 2. Getting prickly. I don't know. That was Getting bad. prickly. <laughs> porcupine, porcupine. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? I can hear the music now. Oh, thank God. Um, yeah, it saved us from, from blurting out more terrible movie titles. Absolute nonsense. I don't remember what I've said. 
at all for the last 45 minutes. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to listen to this hour okay. back again. Okay. Uh, to cut out all of our swear words and... Oh, I said arsehole. Uh, and and, and Sorry. ramblings. No, it's okay. I wouldn't say that was a swear word. Sorry for the arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if, if you've got any ideas for the cinema, let us know. We'll post mm-hmm. something on Instagram so that you can comment on it. Yep. If you've gone to a VR room, booth, arcade place. Invite us. Yeah, let us know how that went. Because I, I saw one. I went to karaoke and there was one next door. Mm. <laughs> but they were you've like... seen it uh, from I, afar. I, yeah, I asked them about it and they were like, no, nah, you've got to book this far in advance. We are, we're always booked up. Wow. See, yeah. that just shows that it, the market is there. It's not yeah. a niche. People want to go to them. I think... It's because there was like eight booths and obviously you can only play one at a time. Maybe uh, you can play together inside the VR. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. But it's like, it, it needs heavy investment, I reckon. Yeah. But still, it's, yeah, like you say, there's a need for it. Um, the music's getting real loud, by the way. We're, we're being told to ask to leave. Okay, yeah. all right, fine. Jeez. Get off me, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs>